Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What would you say is the biggest failure? I feel like you and I are going to have probably the same on this one, but I'll let you go first. What would you say is the Rockets' biggest failure of the offseason? I think it's probably just the return for K.J. Martin. Um, and I think that this kind of falls into the bigger, I guess it's been kind of a buzz phrase of the last month or the last four weeks or so has been like asset management or whatever people have said with just kind of how they handled some of the trades that they made to try and create a little extra cap space or a little extra flexibility. Um, and, and I'll get to that in a minute, but um, to me, only getting two second round picks for KJ Martin's a little bit of a failure. Uh, I think that he's just a better player than that. And at that point, you're probably just better off holding on to him and trying to figure something else out down the road. So to me, it was only getting the two twos for KJ Martin. Yeah, easily. To me, it's easily that I would just echo everything you just said about KJ Martin and and would reiterate, if that's all you're going to get for him, he's worth more than that to you on the team. Just like as a player, to me, it's just worth – it's worth it more. It's more worth it to find minutes for KJ Martin than it is to just give him away for two second round picks. And that's not to say that KJ Martin is like some franchise player or anything, but he is a a solid rotational player on a team. And it's like they were just almost like they were just trying to give him away. Uh, I do wonder how much of it was perhaps KJ wanting a new start and, and how you know teams try to work with players sometimes. But even if you're going to do that though. You can't punt like that. It can't look like that. Uh, so that that part of it was disappointing. Um, the I never help me talk through this, Adam. I never fully understood what happened with the Brooke Lopez left them at the altar after they had already agreed to 
send Ty Ty Washington to Atlanta or whatever. Like to me, there was something, there was some type of asset asset mismanagement that happened there with the with creating space to get Brooke Lopez that didn't work out that seemed like it was perhaps unorganized. And I never felt felt like I got the full explanation of it. Well, they clearly thought that they had a deal for Brooke Lopez. I think they clearly thought that they were going to sign him and that they had a deal agreed on with him. And then he backed out. But in order to make the deal happen with Lopez, they had to create a little extra cap space. And so what do you do? You wind up trading, you know, guys who are easy to trade. And for them, it was the three uh, former first round picks with Christopher Garuba and, uh, and uh, Ty Ty Washington. And they had to give up stuff to get off those contracts. And it kind of shows you that those guys just didn't have a whole lot of value. I mean, they were basically yeah. negative value players at this point. And I know that that's kind of upset some people and, and it's made people feel like that, you know, they mismanaged, you know, the assets or whatever. But I think that you can probably say that those three guys just weren't assets. And I, I think that we, we, people value first round picks and first round picks are certainly valuable. But to me, a first round pick, especially a late first round pick, it's kind of like buying a car. Like you buy a car and it has its value when it's brand new and it's on the lot. And then the second you drive it off the lot, it, it immediately starts depreciating in value. You look at a first round pick, especially a late first round pick. Once that pick is made, it basically, if the player doesn't immediately start to perform now, all of a sudden the value of the player, the value of the asset, it, it, it uh, depreciates. And so that's what happens is that, um, the, you know, Josh Christopher and, and Usman Garuba, those picks, they had value. But as soon as you see those guys on the floor, especially in year two when they didn't really perform, you know, they're just in a whole lot of value there. And they had guaranteed contracts for, for this yeah. season. And, yeah, and then, there's, no, there, there's no question. I would say, like, to your point here, Adam, the idea of a first round pick and what the first round pick actually turns out to be, always the idea is better right the, yes. the concept the concept of the first round pick as opposed to who that for like flip the card over and who is the first round pick give me the first round pick and normally it doesn't sound as good as first round pick sounds well because most of the time those picks fail right and you, i think the one that probably bothered people the most was ty ty washington but again he's the 29th pick in the draft there's not a whole lot of value at 29 and you saw him last year, and I know he did a couple of things well, but he did not scream, you know, quality NBA player to me. You know, he just didn't. And maybe he will be some sometime down the road, and maybe I'll be proven to be very wrong when I say this, but that's just that's just how it looked. And uh, he was guaranteed a contract for next season, and it's highly unlikely that you know, he's now, you know, he's been flipped to Oklahoma City since this. Um, it, it's hard to think that he makes – Oklahoma City's team next season. So um, in all likelihood, he's going to be a free agent pretty soon, or he's going to, you know, he's not going to have his third year option picked up. So you're asking a team to take on guaranteed money. And so sometimes there's a price that that comes with asking a team to do that. So to me, the, the smart thing to do, you know, going back to the 2022 draft was just get out of the first round. You know, there's no, you know, you don't really need the 29th pick in the draft. You know, it's like I said, like we talked about, it's, it's great in theory to have that. It's great to say that you have, you know, all these first round picks, but if they're falling at 29, 
the hit rate on the 29th pick in the draft, it's incredibly small. Like they just don't hit all that often. Basically, you know, picks that are guys that are picked outside the top 20 don't hit very often. So that that's why the Rockets handled the Eric Gordon trade the way that they did, because they could have traded him um, and maybe gotten a late first round pick. And they would have had the, the pick from Milwaukee, which wound up being 30, but clearly they kind of understood that moving up from 30 to 20 had a whole lot more value than just taking on another late first round pick. So that's why, you know, they, they did the pick swap for Eric Gordon. So it just kind of shows you that. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus First round picks are nice, but as soon as you as soon as you pick the player, the value of the pick just evaporates almost, especially if that player doesn't perform right away. I'm convinced, Adam, that the Ty Ty Washington trade outrage, if you want to even call it that, was a direct effect from Dacian Nick's PTSD. I think that's what a, a, a lot of it had to do with. The fact that it felt like, and, and not, it, it didn't feel like it was, and became clearer and clearer over time that the Dacian Knicks thing was a bit of a waste of time. Like, like, do even though Dacian Knicks was a year ahead of Ty Ty Washington in terms of the acquisition, you know, being being brought in and and Ty Ty being drafted, there's probably this feeling that they should have flip flopped the way that those guys were used and prioritized, and that at the very least people would have liked to have known how good of a backup point guard would Ty Ty Washington have been, how good of an overall player would he have been. And there's this feeling amongst a lot of people, and I liked him too coming out of the draft, but there's this feeling that, hey, that you really either missed out on something or at the very least even missed out on truly and properly evaluating. But but I would say that in the games that Ty Ty Washington played in, good or bad, there was nothing that he really showed that was like, hey, this is not a player that you can't trade after his first year uh, or going into year two. So but I do think it, it's a, it's a combination of things that they that they mismanaged the point guard, particularly the backup point guard situation so badly last year. And then you end up giving these guys not just giving these guys away for nothing, but having to attach assets to it to do it. But I, I think they thought that they should was a better prospect. And you read the stuff a couple of years ago where they were yeah. basically they they were saying that Dacian Nix would be a lottery pick if he were in the draft now. And I don't think that anybody would have said that about Ty Ty Washington. And so I just think that it was more of they valued Nick. And the, the one thing that you always heard about Nix um, was just how good he was in practice. And I'm telling you, I have people 
uh, in summer league last year, 2022 summer league, telling me that they thought that Knicks would wind up taking the starting job from Kevin Porter Jr. Like that's how highly um, they thought of Dacian Knicks. And it just didn't happen. You know, for whatever reason, it did not happen. He just turned out to not be a good NBA player. But uh, I think that, you know, they're telling people that they thought that Dacian Knicks was, was, would have been a lottery pick and they wound up taking uh, Ty Ty Washington at 29. So I think it's pretty obvious they felt that Knicks was a better prospect and had a better future in the league. The, that's why he was getting the minutes ahead of ahead of Washington. And also, I think they wanted Washington to play in the G League. And, you know, that was a decision that that they made organizationally where they just thought that it would be better for him, better for the team moving forward if Washington were playing in the G League. So I, I, I think there's been a lot of blame put on Steven Silas for this. This was an organizational thing. You know, this was, you know, how the Rockets valued Knicks. And they really liked him and just it just didn't work for him. So, um, again, he, he was Ty Ty was the 29th pick in the draft. Those guys aren't going to hit very often. And I know he was a big recruit out of Kentucky, but, you know, he got passed over 28 times in the draft out of, you know, after playing uh, on what one of college basketball's biggest stages in the SEC and one of the in one of college basketball's biggest programs. So uh, I don't think that, you know, as much as some people might've liked Ty Ty Washington, I just don't think that there was the value. And you see it by just the fact that they had to give up assets just in order to, to get him off their books.